talking about practice. Welcome to Hero Ball, a podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. I'm your host, Darren Caldwell. With me, as always, is Carter Smith. What's up? And Tom Jones. How we doing? We're rocking mics tonight, guys. Mm. We've got microphones. We Yo. didn't even have to break anything or, like, throw the, the computer across the room in anger mm. or break my table. Just YouTube. Just had to YouTube. I mean, we didn't break it, but no, just had to use YouTube. Yeah. So, coming to you with crystal clear quality. Boys, it's good to be back. Like, we record guess once a week. back. We record once a week, and it feels like once a month. Yeah, it really does. Gosh, those are a long seven days. <laughs> but I look forward to this every week. Me too. I'm especially looking forward to this episode. Uh, it was it's, good. Yeah. We, we got some s- good stuff on tap tonight. I'm excited. Yeah. We didn't think we were going to have good stuff on tap. We, we were kind of, I feel like Monday... We were, it's Thursday night, but we were uh, we were coming into this thing like, man, we got to talk about Minnesota again. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Timberwolves, and then and then I mean we got to, We're gonna have fisticuffs over the Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah, and that was about it. That's mm-hmm. kind of all we had. And then so, well, I guess we I guess we'll get into it. What's uh, you guys got any uh, any hot takes? Any any just percolating opinions that are dying to get out right now? I've got one. All right. It started early. It started earlier this week when I saw a tweet from Heinz introducing (laughs) Mayo Chup. Wait, wait, wait! wait. I am. I yeah. You're talking about the condiment company Heinz. Heinz Field, Heinz Family. They make ketchup and lots of other things. They've now invented a a what? Mayo Chup. Mayo Chup. Sounds like fry sauce. (laughs) Exactly. It is fry sauce. Sounds. It sounds like so, hashtag Utah had it first. Utah had it first. Utah, this is a tradition. It's a a uh, it, it's a way of life it is, for it's true Utahns. Yeah, we can buy it in our stores out here. Oh yeah, we don't gotta make it. And it's called fry sauce. Anyone who tells you differently, you know, the only other I'll, I'll, I will accept pink sauce because when I was younger, mm. some people called it pink sauce, and so it's like okay, but fry sauce, fry sauce, it's not mayo chip. Mayo chip is a terrible Get that out of here. compound word. What what marketing genius came up with mayo chip? I mean, it was the marketing you... genius's fourth grade son is what right? it was. And he was like, that's a great idea, Jimmy. Let's I, go with that. I feel like the four year like the fourth grade son would have come up with fry sauce. Like, hey, can I have some of that sauce for my fries? And then the guy goes, Oh, that's amazing. And said he's like, We're gonna put mayo with ketchup. What can we call this thing? Yep. Cameo or mayo chip? <laughs> Cameo. Well, that's exactly right. You know, it was a board. It was all these oh, suits terrible. sitting around a table for days, brainstorming, charts on the walls. $200,000 sitting around that table for sure. Right. Yeah. And then someone says, wait a second. I've got it. It's mayonnaise. It's ketchup. It's mayo chip. Wait for it. <laughs> mayo chip. Mayo chip. It reminds me of that old <laughs> Simpsons episode. Where it shows the headquarters of Mad Magazine, and all these dudes are sitting around the table, you know, and they're all looking tired and beat. And then this guy pops his head up and goes, Wait, I've got it. 
let's say everybody hates Raymond. And they all chuckle and say, well, we stayed up all night, but it was worth it. <laughs> it just, that's what it reminds me of. It's just like, who thought of this? Anyway, it's fry sauce. Um, get, always be fry get mayo sauce. chup out of my timeline, out of my, I don't want to see it in my stores. Uh, that's, that's my heat check. Dude, that's a good heat check. That that's that's a heat check that's hitting the hitting oh, the bottom of the net gosh. on that one because that is that is a ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous to be this upset about it, but it it moved me this week. This week, I, bro, it, yeah. I, I feel you on that because I was I was I saw that on my Twitter search timeline, and I'm like, I'm gonna go on there and just start trolling everybody. It's fry sauce. Utah had it first. We named it first. You can even we buy own it. this. I mean, go to some dude's fry some sauce. Some dude's fry sauce. You can buy that. That's the name of it. Some dude's fry sauce. And it's legit. It's legit. It's delicious. In fact, Utah's not only invented fry sauce, we've invented its derivatives, like the barbecue fry sauce, mm-hmm. which is my personal favorite. Oh, That's yeah. what I rock. But uh, yeah, we've been making fry sauce. Forever, which is essentially Thousand Island and some spices. But not as sweet as Thousand Island. Or you get some ketchup, some vinegar, and some uh, and some mayo. Yeah, there's some fry I sauce. Mean, there's got to be like six ingredients to fry sauce. Oh yeah, but there's some good uh, spicy ones. A little bit of hot sauce in there. Ooh, like a chipotle. Stir it up. Right. Yeah, chipotle yeah, fry sauce. Stuff. That sounds good. Mayo chip. Mayo chip. Hey, mayo dude. All right, bros, Tom. Bros. So I, I don't have a hot take, but I just got back from San Francisco. Yeah. Which was Where's beautiful. It was awesome. It was amazing. I was hoping you'd bring the hat. And I, gift it to me. I got the hats for you. Oh, really? Now listen. It's not for me, right? These hats are oh. selling for upwards of thirty dollars on eBay. You brought extra oh. hats. We are we're being gifted hats You're, right now. Yeah. This from is why the, I'm in this business. Yeah. San right Francisco. here, right now for the swag. So, so you can appreciate these hats. Card. Let me see. So they have. I mean, you can Google them. I was San totally Francisco. kidding too. I I didn't really think you were bringing san francisco awesome. star wars giants hat google that and you'll see what, what we got here it's got a millennium falcon on the front like a starry design on a black cap dude i am so conflicted right now and on the bottom of you're the, a doctor's the fan aren't you it says, exactly this this hat is awesome i might consider wearing this but it goes against like all of my fandom to do so it's I'll for wear, hero ball it's for hero ball it's baby. for hero ball i'll wear it at home I'll let my wife wear it. Yeah, whatever, man. This I, is awesome. I probably won't wear this around town. But uh, <laughs> Listen, I mean, I one. guarantee you, well, there's probably not a lot of people in Utah that have that hat. You may be the only two. Dude, that, this is this is a nice Ooh. hat. It looks yeah. good on you, D. And little uh, Millennium Falcon moves all around. Yeah, I saw that. It's like a, it's got this little swivel thing on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you all very right, much, gonna, Tom. Yeah, yeah very you, man. kind of you. We're going to post this. Straight from the city. From the bay. How about that view, man? I've never attended a game there, but... It was beautiful, man. Oh, man. Gosh. Yeah, I bought the tickets up there because, I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. You know? But they weren't that bad price at all. And just sitting up there was gorgeous. 66 degrees and sunny. Beautiful time. It was nice. You can put that on your shelf. Wear it. Whatever you want, man. That looks good on you, D. It's a good looking hat. D's taking a selfie. And why wouldn't he? And a Yui. He looks I like handsome. It. And we got some... Um, Beer tonight from Idaho that I brought back with us. I don't remember what it's called, but it, what it it was an amber. It's an amber. Yeah, it's come good. bearing gifts. Oh yeah, man. We're we're Thank actually you. multicultural, and we've got Idaho, we've got the Bay, and yeah. we've got Utah, <laughs> and we got Utah. <laughs> Only if we had a fry sauce and fries. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm not. I don't have anything. I'm hot on. Like I told you, I actually did have something, and I forgot it, which sounds terrible, but I did. I was like, oh, I should write that down, but I was driving, and I didn't want to 
take my phone out because I'm safe like that most of the time. So nothing. I'm good. Nice, but good trip. Great trip. It's a good time. I'd love to go back. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I've heard San Francisco is a pretty sweet city. It's pretty busy, but like any place you go that's busy, it's always fun to get away from the busyness, you know? Like, mm. don't go to... I mean, see the tourist stuff, but like, Pier 39 is a tourist trap. Yeah. Go to Coit Tower, and it's like, it's beautiful, it's peaceful. Lots is that of, that one that's sitting up on the hill? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like not, in all the movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Went to the top of that. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah? No? See, I think of Dirty Harry. Dude, it's good. They have a statue of Christopher Columbus there. That hasn't been taken down yet? That's what I thought, because while we were there, they actually took down a statue that depicted a Native American, like in a submissive, getting worked over pose by the settlers. (laughs) Yeah. So they actually just took one down. That was my thought. I went up there and I was like, Christopher Columbus is up here? They haven't took it down yet? We've taken down his holiday. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, how is he still standing in San Francisco? But I think it's because it was gifted by Uh, Italy. uh, Italy or Spain, Spain, probably. Spain? uh, My guess would have been Spain. Hashtag public school. Spain? Yeah, Yeah, it was was gifted by the country. So, yeah. That's probably why. So, in other words, if the Statue of Liberty was racist, which it's decidedly not, but if it had been, we still couldn't dare it down because that would be an affront to France. Right, it's offensive. And Rudy Gobert. Yes, and we don't want to think of bear. All right, man. So what do you got? So, uh, well, I was thinking about that. Uh, we got the Star Wars news that uh, that Carter hit on, laid on us. Uh, but but I'm going to save that because we're going to do Star Wars up at some point. And uh, but yeah, yeah, the whole Star Wars slowing down their thing. But I'll I'll save that for uh, for when we get there. You no, know, so I was having a thought, uh, which is always dangerous, uh, about. Uh, the DC streaming universe we were chatting about before and uh, Marvel's streaming universe and, and the whole just universes thing in general. And my, my heat check was that the best thing that could have happened to Marvel is that Sony and Fox owned X-Men and Spider-Man. Because you look at DC and their whole... Uh, every They've always got to do a Superman movie. They've always got to do a Batman movie. They can't really get away from those. We've talked about like the, the best trailers anyway, that we've, the things we're most hyped about. Aquaman, Shazam, you know, these side characters. Marvel had no choice but to go Hulk and Iron Man. And I mean, those they're big, but if they had Spider-Man at the beginning, they would have just redone Spider-Man again. If they had had X-Men, they would have just restarted X-Men. But instead, they got to get Guardians of the Galaxy in there and Ant-Man. That's right. A, that's a great point. Yeah, that's really, I've never really thought of it that way. That's, that's good. Wow. Making a diamond under pressure. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, I think we're on fire. Wow! Throw cliches out. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Speaking of Marvel. Speaking of Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel trailer, trailer dropped. released. Dropped. So it mildly broke the internet. I mean, it slowed my Wi-Fi down a little bit. <laughs> That's about the extent of it. Yeah, I, there was something trending above it uh, on my timeline, but I can't remember what it was. It was it was something like unexpected though, where Anyway, I just yeah. thought that was kind of funny because of all the hype of the we're going to break the internet like we kind of laughed about last right. time. And then it, like you said, did not. Um, but no, a lot more chatter about this one than the uh, than the photos. <laughs> well, you you had a meme of Captain Marvel punching out a grandma. So, I mean, that alone was going to going to do some damage to the internet. I like that. So I do want to just say that in two days, according to the Marvel Entertainment YouTube channel, it has 29 million views over two days which is not really a lot. That's about 
Black Panther territory or whatever. Infinity War was just skyrocketing upwards forever. I actually watched Infinity War trailer probably two dozen times. Two thousand? Dozen. Oh. Um, <laughs> two thousand times. I've watched Ooh. this one like maybe four. That's probably because I wanted to give it a shot. So it didn't really break the internet, but you know, she's the next big movie coming out in the timeline. She's to, the, the first ever female first superhero. Evil, according to Brie Larson, the very <laughs> first uh, female-led superhero movie of all time. And it will lead into Infinity War 4, the unnamed one, or I mean Infinity War 2. You mean? The unnamed one. Well. Thus far. Yeah, I mean, we can talk rumors on that one. S- well, you know what I the think we A-E. should do? What? The AE that oh, uh, Russo tweeted uh, out. Yeah, I yeah. don't know about the A E. Eternity is that what people are? Well, speculating? it was just Eternity, and then but then they were going Avengers Endgame, mm. which is a really dumb title for me. Like, well, isn't that Doctor isn't... Strange already said that? And it doesn't. Here's the thing: they were saying we don't want to give away the title uh, because it will spoil the movie and like the next movies. Endgame doesn't spoil anything. Does like, Eternity spoil anything? Time Stone. Hmm. No, I mean, I mean, maybe, like, I don't know, not maybe really. for. Uh, Here's what spoils more, something. Uh, knowledgeable, Marvel, yeah, that's what I was you know, say. like the people like, who are into the comics. And what stuff. would spoil it if it was we like called my Avengers? Captain America dies. That's a spoiler. <laughs> like you just putting out, uh, you know, a general word that could mean this or it could mean four other things. Hmm. Is it, to me, it's not a spoiler. Like it's not a big deal. You could have released that a long time ago. To me, that that uh, that tweet with a picture with Russo sitting in there, that's just a flex. Yeah, that's what that's I'm too. saying. Listen, we're just going to get you guys buzzing because we can. It, there's nothing in there. All he's doing is making people search for Illuminati signs. What's that's it? it. <laughs> there's nothing in that. I guarantee you that they're sitting back going, hey, bro, take my picture in this, like, uh, in this well-lit area. And then people will go crazy about, you know, all the ladder frames and stuff like that. Right. And wasn't the, the caption uh, look closely or, yeah. or look hard yeah. or something? So I saw it's somebody. A wild goose chase. I saw somebody tweet out. Um, basically a, a screenshot of that, but they had written release the Snyder cut. <laughs> I thought that was mildly that was amusing. Good. That, that was, was mildly, kind of that was good. That was definitely serving, uh, serving your fandom. Yeah, right it was, uh, it, that was well, <laughs> that's clever. The people I follow. Yeah, it was, it, it made me laugh. So what, so what yeah, I, getting back to, yeah, back to Captain Marvel. What I think we should do is maybe just go around the table here and give our just quick reactions, starting with Tom and then I'll go. And I want to, end on a little bit of joy i, I want to be positive <laughs> this is a fun pot you know we want to be positive and have a good time so um so i think that's probably the best route to take if you guys are all right with that sure all cool. right let's hear it tom okay so this was just a trailer uh for for the movie here's um a, a, so a couple of thoughts honestly at first you know my twitter started started auto playing it before i could go to youtube and watch it so like I'd, I had already seen her fall through and go through Blockbuster. So as I'm getting out of Twitter and into YouTube, my, my thought is, is, is this like the real trailer or are they just joking me like with having her go through a Blockbuster? Because that's too on the nose. That's her wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt, playing Pogs, watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and like stopping by a Blockbuster at the same time. I get it's the 90s, but... We don't need it like driven into our face that it's the 90s. So then I go to YouTube and I watch it. I'm like, yeah, sure enough, she falls through a blockbuster. And um, so I don't know why that throws me off in the beginning, but it just throws me off. And then 
the rest of the trailer, um, you know, I thought it was entertaining for entertainment's sake. I'm fully going to the movie. Like, there's no doubt about that. I'll go to the movie. I'm really interested in it. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's just the first trailer. The movie's not even out till I think April, March or something. It's only out like 40 days. It's like 40 days before infinity war comes out. It's real soon. Um, I think it comes out in March. So I think it is like, anyways. Yeah, it's, it's a month before. The point being, we Shazam. still have a long time until it comes out. So, you know, there's definitely more to, to, to tell us. This was just kind of to whet our appetite. And I guess as far as an appetite wedding trailer goes, eh, it just kind of fell flat for me. I thought it was fun. People kept making jokes about why she's... Why, about why she falls so bad and falls so much. <laughs> but if you watch it, it shows like three clips of her falling and then three different instances of her life of standing up again. So it's showing her as this, as this woman who can take adversity and, and stand back up, you know? So I get all that. It's cool. But Dude, I don't know, man. You take on Thanos. You have to stand back up. For me, it's just kind of, uh, but yeah. Okay. Captain Marvel. I was expecting more. Like I was pumped with the Black Black Panther trailer, and I didn't know anything about Wakanda or Black Panther. That I thought that trailer was amazing, and I know you didn't, Carter. You were kind of like sleeping on it. That is correct. And I was like floored. Like, are you serious? Like, you? How does this not get you hyped? See, and I was I was with Carter on Black Panther. I was like, oh, superhero movie. Okay. Yeah, and that's how I feel about about Captain Marvel. Is I fully will go to it, but the trailer just man. I saw people on Twitter just going crazy over it and i was like i don't i don't get it eh? to me it's that's cool but it kind of looks rote eh? yeah i i had about the same reaction i uh i watched it and was was fairly underwhelmed but this is to say I, for you know for the record i think the movie is going to be awesome i think it's going to be a great movie yeah we, we will hit it history tells us marvel knows what they're doing um so I'm excited about the implications that the movie brings for the wider story. I'm excited to see a new character because that's another thing, kind of like you were just talking about how um, Marvel, you know, at, at, it was forced to bring us these obscure characters that we don't typically know a lot about if we're not diehards. And this is just another one of those. And they've, they've all been awesome. The ones that I have know less about, I think I've liked the, the most. And yeah. so... So I, I think this movie's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. Um, I, I, I said on the last, excuse me, I'm coughing into my mic. Right, the microphone, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, we, <laughs> there's a learning curve on these microphones. So, But uh, I think from the last episode we were talking about, um, about I lost my train of thought where I was going with that, but I think the movie's going to be good. So <laughs> what I didn't get was I felt the same way when I watched Black Panther. The, 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 the trailer, trailer, the trailer to Black Panther was, uh, okay, it looks like a Marvel movie. Like, and that's not to say that the Marvel movies are bad, obviously, because I just talked about how much, you know, how, how good they are. But it just felt like, okay, this is the same thing I've seen for the last however many movies. Um, you know, I don't know. It just was underwhelming. I thought, eh, I didn't see anything that really stood out. It left me more confused than anything. I was more just kind of, but and that might be the point, obviously, like you said, it's wetting our appetite. It's a teaser. So, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's, it's all right, I guess. But, and then also I will say too, that I was, uh, 
I was not enjoying the Black Panther trailer. Black Panther's my favorite Marvel movie. So It's a great movie. Yeah, so I don't know. I was just meh on it. Yeah. I don't have I wasn't losing my mind, but I also wasn't like, oh, this looks terrible. I just kind of was like, oh, well, that I felt about the trailer about the same way I felt about the picture being released. Oh, okay. It's Brie Larson. Can about that picture? I'm more interested in her cat's butt on the bottom left of the poster. I guess she's got a cat. I guess that's, but the the cat has like, um, like octopus. Oh, uh, like, tendrils and okay, arms that Cree cat yeah that come out of its okay mouth. I, didn't, I didn't know that i like just saw people cat. freaking and, out about the cat and i'm like okay and she's since it's cat. in the poster i'm kind of curious if it'll be in the movie and i'm kind of excited to see if they have like an alien cat in the movie for me i'm more curious about that like i want to see this how do you do that i want to see this cat with uh, octopus tentacles coming out of its mouth like that i think that'd be awesome well i didn't know that and you explaining it right now that that's pretty cool i yeah. like that i want to say cat, i, I do remember what i was gonna say when i lost her. my train of thought and that was just that i do like brie larson i had brought that up on our last episode that mm-hmm. I've, I've liked the movie she's been in i think she's a really good actress so yeah i mean the movie will be cool the the trailer didn't do much for me though so See, and I just believe in life and love and hope and joy and the you know, pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness and, you know, the sun shining and uh, <laughs> summer breezes and uh, good things. So I loved it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really, so I'm always a sucker for a good origin movie, which is why I think like Shazam and Aquaman on the DC side look good. It's what bugged me about Justice League. Like, we've talked about that. I wanted to see the origins before I got to the, the meat of it, you know? Right. Um, but I think I, for me, it's so I, I thought the trailer was really it, it hit the notes for me that I like. It, you've got her coming into her powers, figuring things out, um, which is just a fun origin story. Um, see, like as a kid, I always used to like imaginary like fight things. And the, the best part was creating your superpowers mm-hmm. and what you wanted to be. You sure. know? Um, and so I don't know. It just uh, I really like that stuff. So. Um, <laughs> I'm such a nerd and, <laughs> That's all right. uh, but, That's uh, but not only that, the, the tie-ins, so you have like young Samuel L, which that's pretty cool. Pulp fiction, Samuel. I Pulp love it. Pulp fiction, Samuel <laughs> I mean, his Jerry curls a little flat, but this is a tasty burger. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what it reminded me of right away. Keep going. Yeah. So it's, uh, so you've got that, which right off the bat, that's going to be good. That was good. Um, I loved like they had some hints at time travel, uh, some hints at how powerful she was. Blockbuster has some really cool memories for me. So I like the whole Blockbuster thing. I'm not so, so cynical on that part. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and, and the beeper, and all of that yeah. that they kind of played into it. And so for me, part of the excitement of it is that after 19, 20 movies, wherever we're at in Marvel right now, it didn't feel like this is chapter 15 of a book. It felt like this is the beginning of the end. We're going to bring in some things that are going to tie in a little bit with Infinity Wars and set it up. Just put the ball on the tee. We're finally going to hit this thing. And we're going to wrap up a storyline that we've been working since first Avengers, if not a little bit before. Um, so for me, that that along with, I don't know, the visuals, I'm not as, uh, I, I don't 
think about the CGI stuff as much as Carter does. Like I liked even the Venom visuals until, of course, you started bringing it up, and now I think Venom looks dumb. I think Venom. <laughs> I think Venom looks all right. I just don't like the split face the talking split thing. Yeah, to yeah. me, I just they shouldn't have. Anyways, you, different you get topic. Too, too up close to it, it does look a little weird. But yeah, it looks a little strange. I, I like. It's going to be a new hero. I don't know anything about this hero other than that she's a ripoff of Superman. But I mean, <laughs> you got to go somewhere. You got to start somewhere, right? Um, and then you have villains that I have no idea who they are with yeah. the scrolls. Um, and it just it looks like a like a fun, vibrant, but serious empowerment movie that you're going to get chills because. Here's this chick who keeps getting. Can can you say chick? That's probably, she's a woman. She's a woman. Sorry, I I am California raised from the '90s and before. So <laughs> apologies to anybody who got offended at that. I mean, <laughs> I got offend, I got offended by it. Offend, offended culture is dumb anyway. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was just one of those movies where it's like like that scene in Wonder Woman when she like finally realizes who she is and comes out of the trench, hey, and dope. you're like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. The end of that movie when it showed her like keep, keep standing up like you were talking about Tom I was like oh this is okay that that got that got some chills going but I'm a sucker for that so Darren you talking about Captain Marvel has done infinitely more for my excitement than the trailer did <laughs> I mean like seriously like because talking about all the things that are, are getting you excited it lets me look at it, at this from a, a a different perspective from just mm. myself watching on my phone or whatever going, okay, well, whatever. And so that's, that, that that's pretty cool. I appreciate that D. Nice. <laughs> I, I also appreciated, uh, agent Coulson saying that, uh, they didn't need to use, uh, any makeup on him to make him look younger. He just took a nap. Just took a four hour nap. And, uh, and I got to figure out how that guy is napping <laughs> because that needs to hit my routine hard. Uh-huh. He doesn't, to me, honestly, he doesn't look younger. He just looks like he's been using the Ryan Urlacher uh, hair products. <laughs> and it just looks like he has the same face, but with more hair. I didn't think, like Samuel L., to me, uh, looks younger. Colson yeah. looks like the same guy, though. They didn't, it didn't look, look de-aged to me at all. Hmm. I think the de-aging actually looked pretty good when, when Samuel L. showed up in the trailer. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's... They ought to do that with Batfleck in the Batman movie. Right. <laughs> so, Darren, you talked about how they hinted towards time travel. Yeah. What scene was that? What are you so, about? like, she talked about that she felt like she had a past here. Hmm. And she's not from here, which I've learned subsequently. She's a Cree. Well, which, she's a, she got blended. Yeah, or something. Yeah. But, or something like, or is that well, something in the else? movie, it looks like, uh, it looks like the explosion is going to happen and it's going to mix... If Jude Law is Marvel, I don't. We don't know his character oh, yet. Oh no, but I think he is. But yeah. if he's Marvel, then his Cree DNA, which they have abilities, gets mixed with her human DNA. She becomes Captain Marvel. Interesting. But we'll see how, how they do that. I kind of think they allude to that in that scene where it's, there's like a slow mo blast hitting her, and her arms are spread out, and you can kind of see stuff going energy kind of going over her. I think that's what they're getting at there. That's how mm. she's getting it. But my guess is that's why she half remembers in and out her yeah. youth. And and that's where like the time travel, because she's talking about having a history, but not remembering what that history is. And there's all those flashbacks. And, and so I think that you're, they're going to, I don't know, for me anyway, maybe it may, meant nothing. But uh, I thought that that's where they're blending in the time travel element. And So let me ask about um, 
uh, all the pop culture references from the time pieces, both with Guardians of the Galaxy and kind of looks like this movie as well. We saw, we've seen her wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt and she falls into a blockbuster. Um, because I was watching or maybe listening to one podcast and this one girl was just loving it. You know, she was like, give me all the nostalgia you can throw it all in there. And to me, I hear that and I go like, no, it's, it's sweeter in small doses than it is, uh, you know, just too much of it. And then it becomes too like kitschy too on the nose. So in guardians of the galaxy, he's, milking his tape deck the whole time and that's kind of nostalgia we dig that i think those movies have the best soundtracks fantastic soundtracks oh yeah oh they're so good um but then they also have references all the time about kevin bacon and all these other people poppins y'all yeah mary poppins that's right i think that's (laughs) hilarious they use that yeah that's That's, funny that's my favorite line yeah (laughs) is he cool but i was gonna say i like when he gets his zoom because i had a zoom (laughs) so i just they couldn't they couldn't do an iphone an itunes deal or whatever that's so hipster of you that was awesome yeah i had a zoom and if it still worked i'd probably still use it sure yeah it's dope you know the zoom uh like uh platform uh on, on your computer Oh man, it was so much better than iTunes and easier to navigate and yeah, Zoom. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. What up? But are, are you? Do you? How do you feel about I, nostalgia reference? I like it. Yeah. Um. And then, here's the other is thing. More, they more, might be loading more or less. Like is, more, and more. You want more? I don't know if I want more. I don't know if I want less. I'm just saying it doesn't bother me, one way or the other. In the sense of my thought typically is more they might be loading up on this for the trailers and the pictures that they're releasing and stuff just so that people know oh this is different this is set in the 90s maybe maybe it will be overloaded and and i think that's a really good point that having blockbuster in the first frame of the trailer says this is not infinity wars timeline this is two decades earlier that's exactly what i thought And, and so that's why it didn't bother me and and not only that but what were most people doing in the 90s on a Friday or Saturday night? Going to Blockbuster. Rent, right. Renting a movie. Going well, to Blockbuster. Yeah. You're mainly just wandering through the aisles hoping to find something. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was tough. But yeah, right. right you would go but I'm just saying, like, I think we, we may have brought this up before when we were, were talking about the Nine Inch Nails and the flannel and the, and the whatnot. Um, it doesn't bother me in the sense of that's what people wore in the 90s. I mean, the 90s were an on-the-nose type of decade it was bizarre and strange as we've talked about before and how bizarre how bizarre yes (laughs) perfect but so anyway yeah the the block the blockbuster the 90s references hopefully there's a dope 90s uh soundtrack on this and here's the other thing remember when movies actually had soundtracks they had their score album and then they had a soundtrack album in the 90s inspired by inspired by or you had like for me i had the batman forever soundtrack and it had you know the offspring and it had uh i think it had method man on it and it had uh it had u2 and it had a seal of course sure so any uh, kiss from a rose spider-man one that had uh like dashboard confessional Mm -hmm. and and all those guys on it yeah so that was that that's cool and hopefully they'll they'll do that for this movie i think that'd be kind of fun um but it doesn't bother me great 90s music on there oh yeah that'd be so cool i'm okay with the 90s music because it adds to it. When I was watching Black Panther, I love the music of Black Panther. And same with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think those soundtracks are amazing, you know. So, talking about the music, though, 
so I was doing some show prep yeah. last night, and uh, and so I was doing, I was looking at, uh, I, I put it on iTunes Radio because I'm not cool. I don't have Spotify. Um, I'm part of the establishment. Yeah, um, but uh, big business. Yeah, <laughs> as Ethan Hawke would call you. I uh, I put it on, <laughs> I put it on, uh, you know, '90s hits, and I I mean I was homeschooled, so most of these hits were, you know, I. I didn't really start listening. It wasn't you know, listening to radio until like 97 or something like that. But um, I was listening to some of the music and guys, Jewel was on my phone. Oof. Jewel. Bejeweled? The app? <laughs> if only. Jewel. 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 The, the, the poet, singer, songwriter, Alaskan yeah. born. The internally tormented yodeler. Oh man, she's angsty. Barefoot. I think millennials would love Jewel. Kermit, Probably. Kermit the Frog meets. Uh, no, it ain't that. My favorite Jewel. Yeah, it's Kermit, it bro. That terrible. My, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> but she has a very, not like I'm one to talk, but she's got a very limited range. Yeah. My, my favorite Jewel reference was an SNL uh, skit where they had a Jewel impersonator playing music to one of the songs and singing the lyrics to the other one like no no jewel you're, you're singing the wrong words and like no no this is how the song goes and like but just commenting on how similar everything yeah. jewel has ever done i put on jewel to torment my wife <laughs> like when we want to like get at each other um in a, in a fun way like hey yeah. let me play you some of the annoying music from my youth and you play me some of the annoying music from your youth because uh, she's six years younger than me I play um, Jewel, and she plays Amy Grant. <laughs> <laughs> My mom had an Amy Grant Christmas album that it just wore it out at Christmas time. Dude, that, oh, man. that is a must play in my house Dude, for I, nostalgia reasons for my I don't, I don't hate it now. I think as a kid it bothered me, but yeah, I'm with you. Stephen Kurtz Chapman wow. as well as Christmas album. Dude, I think my mom must have beat all of your moms. She always had the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Ooh, rocking out. Oh, nice. And she had it on my dad's old stereo system that That's, had like six knobs on it and speakers that were like, you know, three feet high because they're old school from my, the 70s. Yeah, my dad would have done something like that, but. You yeah, know, no, my mom, yeah. like she rocked the Trans-Siberian. That's cool. Yeah. And my wife actually hates it. What? It comes on commercials and what? She she does not like it. She's like, that's not Christmas music. What? Music? Like, this is... That's like saying Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. And I will go to war over this. Oh, uh, my gosh. We can talk about that in <laughs> yeah, December episode. We got to take note of that. Yeah. Um, Hashtag take note. So, uh, do, before we go 90s, do we want to talk the explosion in Minnesota? Speaking and then of trash music, go to... Go to some trash news. <laughs> yeah, do you want to segue into that real quick and then yeah, hop yeah. back, button sure. hook back around? Into well, I don't know how much there is to. I mean, like Darren already said, we're kind of Minnesota out, but you guys are. Lame. But regardless, it is the off season. There's there you go. The news is Minnesota right now, so we and might as well. It's salacious. It's salacious. Yeah, it is. It's whack. So here's the thing. You get, when you trade a superstar like Jimmy Butler, you get 10 cents on the dollar. If you're lucky, maybe like 60 cents on the dollar. But it's never a one-to-one uh, ratio, unless right? Unless you get Victor Oladipo, you know, blowing up. Yeah, unless you get something like that. But typically, you trade one guy and you get back for him like four dimes. Something like that. That's how it always works. So, many trades away the future. Zach Levine, 
uh, Chris Dunn, the pick that becomes Laurie Markin. That that last one is the only one that I would well, say qualifies as yes. the future. The but other when, two are okay. Middling. Regardless, so when they <laughs> did it, you're trading away your your future and forgetting a veteran, thinking that you know we're going to win now. We've got this youth. He's going to come in. He's going to teach the young guys. We're going to be rolling for the next couple of years. Now he wants to trade. Jimmy Butler demands out. He wants out. And he wants, of all places, to go to Clippers. He wants to go to the Nets. He wants to go to what? Brooklyn? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, he can go wherever he wants. But if you're Minnesota now, you've already trade, traded away three of your youth form. So now all you can probably get back in return is some role players that, Harris, that you already know the quality of and some picks that you don't know how they're going to turn out. Dude, Thibodeau is an amazing drafter. What are you talking about? They can have a serious <laughs> net loss when this is all said and done. Over a 15-month period, they could lose their young core and then in and then get back players that never even ever pan so, out. Let, let me let me at least say this uh, about that. If you're Thibodeau though, Thibodeau Tom, if you're Tom, if you're Tom, Tom and you're thinking, Tom okay, Tibbs. I'm going to trade three guys that I'm, you know, two guys and a draft pick that I'm pretty questionable on anyway. Chris Dunn did not do great. No. Zach Levine is Zach Levine. Yeah. You know, he gets trolled by seafood restaurants. Um, and you're thinking, I can get Jimmy Butler, who, when he's healthy, which is an important caveat, he didn't even play 60 games last year. When he's healthy, top 15, top 20 player. Yeah, he's, he's good. He, mm-hmm. he hits all the like offensive categories, defensive, he's all there. He's also your guy. You rode this guy hard in the Eastern Conference, making it to conference finals, I think, even with them maybe, um, and, your, and your guys. So you're thinking, I'm going to bring this guy in. If there's anybody who's going to buy into my culture, my style, teach these young guys how to do things, it's Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, he's been with him since he was a youth. Yeah, so you're thinking, I get two years with this guy. Yep. He's going to want to sign with me long term. Absolutely. This is, this We're is buddies. a good bet. So I, I think it was a good bet on his part. What he didn't bet on is that Jimmy Buckets was going to go, I'm living in Minnesota, and you're trying to run back the 2012 Bulls. <laughs> I am out. Well, that and your young studs. And are, controlled by Nick Wiggins. Are being lazy and sitting on the couch and playing Fortnite. <laughs> like, they're not out there putting in the effort. Well, what was it, uh, Ben Simmons talking to Cat on uh, on Fortnite or one of those? Uh, That's the shame Halo? of this whole thing. Like, I don't care that you're going to play yeah. video games at night like Gordon Hayward. Like that doesn't bother me at all. What bothers me, what bothers me is that you you're you have this all world talent in Wiggins and in Cat. Yeah. And they have no maturity to speak of. They have very little character. And as just as a fan, it's frustrating to see because those guys could be phenomenal. Cat was so good two years ago before Butler came in. Well, he still is. He's right. still no, great. I know he's still he's good, but but he could have been more. They couldn't work it out. Yeah. And that's part of that's part of business. That's part of working anywhere is you're going to have those coworkers you like and don't like, but you don't just throw away. You don't just throw the talent and do nothing. And that's what's been frustrating as a fan to watch Minnesota just implode. Cause they could have easily been up in the four or five seed. And as it was, they were fighting for the eighth seed. Yeah. Isn't uh, Scott Layden the general manager? Yeah. Well, Thibodeau is the president. Yeah. Scott Layden is the, so my question is, so the is, president and the coach and in the middle of that, You've got the Scott Layden, which is a uh, jazz yeah. legend, yeah. Uh, coach. Frank, Frank, <laughs> Frank, Frank, yeah, his dad is Frank Layden. Didn't yeah. Scott Layden draft 
Greg Ostertag. He drafted Carl Malone and John Stockton. Let's remember him for that. (laughs) Frank did. Frank did. Scott Layden, no Scott. Scott, Scott left the Jazz to go to New York That's right. and sign Stephon Marbury That's right. for insane amounts of money, and and Steve Francis and those guys, and drive that franchise into the ground and got run out of town. Allen that- Houston. That that's that's right. And then he came back to Utah uh, in a uh, coach uh, role under yeah. uh, with uh, Corbin. Well, why well, not? yeah. So, and then he's he's now in Minnesota. I just wonder what. What's he doing? What's his job? Like, like you said, he's sandwiched he's between sandwiched. the guy above the him is the same it, guy below below him. him. How how does that work? How right. does this work? Like organizationally, him, like you said, we've seen him destroy multiple franchises. What are you giggling oh, you know? about, D? Oh, something I'd have to get edited out for. Okay. <laughs> What's his he's role? He's getting sandwiched be- between Tom's thighs. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Edited button. Edited. Beep, beep, beep. So I just, I don't know. I don't know if I have much of a point to that other than it's just this like debacle of confusion yeah. in the front office. It, there's drama in, in with the with the teammates. There's drama with the teammates' brothers on and Stephen Jackson. J- Jackson, Jackson, like just, it's, this is the twilight zone over there in Minnesota. And I don't blame Jimmy for wanting out his desired locations i question but i guess you know all right so before we move on to bigger and better things i just want to give a uh, an invite to those minnesota fans uh the jazz our arms are open wide for you they were open wide for ricky rubio and we they're open wide for you now love for you to if, join the bandwagon if you're six feet from the edge right now <laughs> and i'm about and, to break <laughs> and you are tired of being you know down at the bottom and you want somebody to take you higher we've got arms wide open there was just this piece written from i think it was sports illustrated uh and it was talking about um ricky rubio is just a completely new player absolutely under snyder Mm -hmm. and out of six years in minnesota maybe seven maybe Seven. seven so he comes to utah and his game transforms in almost every category imaginable and he's leading you see how happy one of the he best, is. You see how happy he is. He's leading one of the best teams in the West to not only uh, the playoffs, but playoff victories, to uh, series victories. And uh, I just want to uh, extend that, what Ricky Rubio has received from Utah, the fan, the oh. fans can get that as well. Oh, yeah. You want a playoff team. <laughs> A functional organization, man. We're here for you. Join that bandwagon. I've read some of those uh, T Wolves blogs comments, and they they love Ricky. They do. Yeah, I've seen him on Twitter. They love him. They hate Tom. They wish he was back. I don't blame him. And uh, and you know, yeah, we uh, we are here to to welcome in all defectors. Yeah, because we're amazing. We're not that far away. (laughs) Because we're we're in the same division. It's it's easy to do. Easy to do. Just do it. Just drive down south a little bit. All right, man. Cool. Uh, Utah should not trade for him. By the way, I, oh, I had geez, a no, I had a thing on let's that. Let's give like two minutes. To no, this. like really, yeah, exactly. Because like I had a, a thought of like, well, he's a top player. The GM should inquire, and then when you start to see this un- unfold, it's like, no, the GM's job should be to know to stay away. So, yep. props to you, Darren, for calling that out early. I, you know, it I, took me a minute to to realize, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, love, I love the talent, but we've got this tight. Part of the reason why we are as good as we are is because what 
Snyder and Gobert and Donovan have been saying over and over, the strength of the team is the team. And anybody who thinks that they can come in and say, we're greater than the team, when you've got guys like Exum, who is a number five pick, he was getting like commercials when he got drafted, Reebok or whoever. Um, you've got Favors, who's been at the center of every Jazz draft uh, or trade, uh, trade scenario um, so for years. And these guys love it in Utah. They want to stay in Utah. They re-sign so that they can play in Utah. You don't want to bring in a guy for one year uh, and give up give up chemistry guys who fill good roles to get a guy who's – Butler's great, but he's not going to stay, and he's going to totally trash your chemistry. He's not going to be willing to come in and go, yeah, Donovan, you go get your 25. You take over in the fourth. You lead our team. Everybody else on the team is fine with Donovan being the guy. You know, even Gobert, because Donovan's fine letting them be the guys when they need to be, and the strength of the team is the team. Butler yeah. ruins that. Yep. All right, so uh, Jazz Twitter back off the edge. We're not training for him. That's crazy right. talk. Speaking of Jazz and Rubio, he debuted some pretty dope jerseys. Dude, hearkening back to a very uh, fond uh, decade. I hope they wear them every season, and this isn't like a flash in the pan. I know it's the 40th anniversary, but I hope they get such huge sales out of them and such a huge response that they bring them back every year. I hope Nike produces enough because we ran out of the city editions last year. Dude, these are hot. These are going to blow out. Yeah, I need well, to get one. Well, I don't one. think they, they realized, first of all, how amazing Utah's uniforms are going to look and how popular Donovan was going to get. Right. And they, they had no, no idea, well, and how rabid the Utah fan base is. Exactly. So what I love about these purple jerseys, and they're not the purple mountain jerseys from the they, they, they wore mid nineties, late nineties, yeah. So they, they started are, those in ninety seven, the yeah. purples or the, the purple mountains. mountains. These are the original purples that, that come from New Orleans even. Yeah, nothing says jazz like mountains. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so this is the yeah, the Mardi Gras colors and it's the classic jazz script with Utah. Jane and the thing that I love about these is that it reminds me of my very first jazz game. Well, it reminds me of watching the jazz as a kid, but specifically my very first jazz game, going with my dad. I don't even know how old I was. I was really young. Um, nosebleeds, watching uh, the warm-ups with uh, yellow binoculars. Yes. And those jerseys. I just remember vividly those jerseys out on the court. And uh, from my favorite decade, the 90s. Dude, the 90s? See, even like going back to that nostalgia question about the 90s, I love 90s nostalgia, partly because I was a sheltered homeschooler, so I wasn't inundated with that stuff. So when I see 90s nostalgia, it's like, oh, the culture that I didn't get to experience. So what do you, let's talk about what you got in front of you there. We thought with right. Cap, Captain Marvel being released, being so, in the uh, 90s, we'd talk some 90s. Yeah, so I mean, we, we have on tap, like, uh, talking 90s music, 90s, uh, 90s cartoons, 90s everything. But the best thing about the 90s... <laughs> well, from my childhood, anyway. Besides MTV Unplugged. Uh, which, again, I was not allowed to watch. <laughs> is... Uh, Pogs. 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 P-O-G-S. P-O-G-S. P-O-G-S, which also, uh, history lesson, pineapple orange guava juice from Hawaii. That's where Pog came from. It's no, a little, it's not. Uh, little bottle really? caps. 
Well, oh, that's right. The bo- little, yeah. little paper things they put on top. Yeah. They would take those and they would play with them. That's where Pogs came from. Oh, okay. So, uh, so yeah. So you- Darren, because this is audio, Darren is currently, uh, he, he got out his Pog collection. Bro, let me see some slammers. He's laying them out right now. I was going to bring my Pogs. I have a bag of Pogs from my childhood and I... On the drive over, I realized I left him at home, unfortunately. Dude, that was always the best of these slammers. They would oh, yeah. have like a saying on it. What do you got, a skull over there? I've skull got a skull and crossbones that says poison. Oh, oh dude, so, I had some poison rules. So you guys know yeah. the, the poison rules, right? No, you but You play I had a poison, poison pog, rules. and you flip that poison pog over, they get to keep your slammer. Whoa. That's if you're playing like street rules. I was going to say, oh. there are some like it's, down, it's gritty, brutal, I mean... Close to Pokemon, another great yeah. 90s uh, game if you're into mm-hmm. the cards and whatnot. Yeah. But it, the Pogs, man, it got real. Oh, yeah. No, I had a Pog that was literally uh, an inch thick, uh, gold all around it. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it said on top. Probably something poison because I had a ton of poison Pogs now that oh, I, I see that I one. I got you, bro. He got you, bro. I got you. The thing Darren has in front of us right now, too, is the uh, Pog cases. It the ones that came in various sizes. It looks like a film case, but like 14 inches long. Ooh. Oh, you got a brass you got a bandit. Brass bandit right there. Bro, so that slammer, a though. Solid, like, multi ounce. Dude. Big old slammer there. Yeah, dude, that's that's heavy. <laughs> I I, uh, I actually have this exact Pog that I'm holding right here. This is the, the April uh, pla- plastic slammer. Very the cool. uh, the slammer I am currently holding, it's also a '90s masterpiece, and it's a metal piece of metal. Yeah. And on one side, has a certain individual says "not guilty." Whoa! And the other <laughs> says "guilty." You have an OJ. OJ Simpson, dude, that wins the day. Slammer. I love that it says <laughs> guilty. Oh on, flip the other side and not guilty. He's smiling yep. on the not guilty side, and it's his um his mugshot his mug on the shot. guilty side. <laughs> the juice is on the loose, dude. That is so awesome. <laughs> so That's yeah, that perfect. is. I was a I was a horrible pog player, by the way. I got I I supplied my friends with with multiple sets of pogs because I always lost. Dude, I can never play for keep. I wanted to. But I, I didn't want to lose. You get attached to them. They're yeah. your pogs. You right. went to the swap meet and you bought 10 for a dollar or whatever right. they were. Dude, they were yourself. expensive when you're six or seven. Yeah, like I, didn't, I love playing, but I didn't want to play for keeps. So remind me how you play. You, I know so, you put them down. The slammer's got to flip them over. But. Yeah, so you put two pogs. You've got your pog on one and then we the other guy's demonstration. got his on top. Yeah, yeah we got a, got a nice little demonstration. I'm going to use uh, OJ Simpson right here Yeah. to make juice. sure that's all lined up. And then this is gonna make great radio sounds right here. It's all right. And uh, and then you just try to boom, nothing. Uh, it's, a, it's a horrible. Didn't even flip. Didn't flip, but we got not a not guilty. guilty not so. guilty. But, I knew uh, it. I knew it all along. So yeah, and then you just try to flip them. It's like tiddlywinks for kids. So you didn't right. flip them right there. So do we, do we put down two more? Nope. Then you got to. Oh, it's, just, uh, then it's the next my guy's turn. turn. My turn to flip. flip. Yeah, I didn't know how to play for a long time. I I for, actually for a long time thought they were just little collector items with pictures and I didn't quite understand what you were supposed to do with them, but it collected them nonetheless. And then later on, my brother and I started kind of, he probably figured out how to play or he was playing or I remember he, the the next were the the decade of collecting because I had baseball cards, basketball cards. I had binders of baseball cards. I even had comic book cards. So the next time you have a, uh, Next time you have a cigar night Ooh. over here, man, you and the dudes should just sit around and play pause. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a sweet night. So I'm currently holding a Sonic the Hedgehog uh, pog featuring Miles T. 
Tales. Is that the Sonic it, 2, right? He wasn't in number one. No, he was in right. two. Yeah. He was featured in uh, two. We know the way seg- too much. Here's the other thing about the 90s. Great games. Great game great systems. Games. Now, I will say this. My cousin's got a Nintendo, uh, a Super Nintendo. And, uh, you know, we all grew up with the SNES, but then my cousin's got this, or the, the original NES, NES, excuse me. And uh, my cousin's got the SNES. And yeah. we would, Walk, they only lived right down the road from us. We would walk down and play it, and it was a good time. Uh, highly jealous, though. One day I got home from school. My brother and I got home from school, and my dad had bought us a Sega Genesis. Yes. And that's when I learned instantly I have great, great, great love and admiration for Nintendo, for the NES, for the SNES, for the 64, and onward. However, that's when I learned that the Sega Genesis was far superior. It had games that were more violent and more graphic. <laughs> Probably like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. It, it, they actually showed blood because there was Dude, SNES was, versions of Mortal Kombat, right. but they didn't show blood. I was and so to play with Primal Rage. Yeah. Primal Rage. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I had a. NFL '95. I'm sure that was on it, SNES yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, Madden '94. I think was the first one that came out. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, NBA Jam. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. There was, there was I remember getting Sega. Sega Genesis for Christmas, and it came with Ultra Beast, which was Ultra Beast. Uh, these humans, two dudes, I think, who turned into werewolves, and they fired yeah. like a, a comet rock out of their hands or something like that. I think it was, I might be thinking of a different game, but I thought that there was three characters, and one was a werewolf, and one was a, like a lizard. It, it may and be. And then there was another. But, but you I could rem- be right. I, yeah. I, I might be confused. That's too. how I remember. And then we got Sonic as well. But yeah, we, I played Madden, Madden a lot, man. That was good. I remember getting that back. Velvet another, Poison. Another Poison one. Velvet Poison right there. I remember getting the eight ball pogs, Poison pogs, probably basketball pogs. They were probably everywhere, dude. Pogs were... Oh, Christian pogs? Uh, I don't know about that, but maybe. I'm sure. <laughs> I wasn't... I didn't, uh, I wasn't in that subculture. Things that make you go boom. You remember that? Oh, those I like ones? That. Things that make the- you go right oh i like i always liked those ones that were like shaped like a uh like a oh, yeah, razor ninja, like, or a, like, like star yeah or whatever this is a you can't really you can't, a saw blade. can't play with that pog no, yeah no. these were these were like hey the round ones pog. are getting boring i got an idea yeah, this is that board meeting again that's, that's a pog from 97 dude. is what that is <laughs> pog sales are down how, how what are we gonna do to rejuvenate them i have power ranger pogs bro Power Rangers. I guarantee you that's like 15 bulk. bucks on eBay. Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull. We got a Bulk so Pog. who was your Power Ranger? Dude, that was all about Tommy. All about the green yeah. slash white. Very nice. He wasn't there in the beginning, I believe. He came on later. He came in late in the first season. Was it really and, the first uh, season? Because the, the leader at introduced. the beginning was the Red the Ranger. Red Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, the Red Ranger. I mean, that's, of course, he would be the leader. His name's Jason. So right. early '90s, I, I liked Billy the Blue Ranger, yeah. and then I ended You're like up the only one. <laughs> well, I ended up uh, uh, I ended up really liking the Black Ranger yeah. because oh, I dude, liked the Mastodon. Cool. So wasn't he the Mastodon? Yeah. Now much Mastodon. Like, Was yeah. I, am I the only one that picked? And then in the movie, the he became the Frog. Oh, when they went ninja. When they yep. ninja Power Rangers. Am I the only one that picked up on the color coordination between the oh, ethnicities? No, that's well documented. That's, uh, that's got some amazing YouTube skits <laughs> Even on that. as a yeah, kid, that's, I was like, that's shady. wait a second, I see what you've done here. Even I'm like yeah. a sixth grader and I can pick up on it. So 90s TV though. Live action, you have the original TGIF lineup. Oh, oh I was in front of 
a TV on my parents' bed for two hours on a, on a Friday night. My parents, for sure. who, my dad doesn't watch anything but sports and like, like talk radio, like talk radio. First memory I have of your dad thing. is watching sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he watches, you know, Fox News and sports. And, uh, but we would all watch TGIF. Dude, loved it. Home had Improvement. To. Family um, Matters. Sis- sister, step sister. Sister. Step I think it was uh, uh, step sister, by step. Sister was like a WBCW show. I think. Well, I think. Well, maybe sister. Step sister by step. Was on there, I but do step remember, by step was on there. I Family like matters. Kid on there. Uh, Steve Urkel. Did I do that? Yeah. You know what's funny? <laughs> my uh, my three year old actually does this thing. I I don't really know where the first part of this came from, but I know where the second part came. He lifts his shirt up over his head and puts it almost like uh, Beavis uh, doing cornholio. Yeah. And. and and then he just, for some reason, says, "Does anybody got any cheese?" So, <laughs> it's the it's really funny for seeing my three year old. Three year old. Well, I taught him that part, but <laughs> the, putting the putting the the, the uh, shirt up was his own creation. Dude, your so. dad game is strong, dude. I don't know. Was Boy Meets World on there? I thought it was, but family that was matters. A, oh, it might have been, dude. Boy Meets World. That movie, that show was great. I love that show. See, these are there are a number of shows yeah, that I was not allowed to watch sneezed. until later when they were in syndication. Um, so, like fam, uh, Step by Step, I think I was not allowed to watch for some reason. Full House. Uh, no, I was not allowed to watch Full House either because oh. the dad was a sniveling uh, whiner baby dude. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> he, he is a whiny baby dude. He's a whiner baby dude. So here's well, well, was it the dad or was it? The I two think uncles, my, my dad didn't want us getting uh, such a, a weak fatherhood uh, oh, example. Wow. And so and Appreciate that. It never like Uncle Jesse was like the tough one. And maybe He's that's what like it was the, too. Like Jesse was like the rebel. Yeah. And you had some very strong rebel types. So you had the rebel, there. then you had the goofball uh, Uncle Joey. Yeah. And then you had Danny. Then Woodchuck. The, the dad. And yeah. Kind of interesting situation going on. Yeah. There. I so, love that show, though. Um, I oh, yeah. so before you get to Saturday morning stuff, there was I would come home from school and rush home, and I would slam. The, I had to pull the knob to turn the TV on, make sure it's on channel fifty-eight back in Sacramento, <laughs> and I believe that's what it was. And uh, I would watch Chippendale Rescue yes. Rangers. With, and then I would go to Gummy Bears. I think it's what's called or Care Bears? Care, no, not Bears. You mean Tailspin? Tailspin was awesome. Tailspin no, was amazing. That's maybe Tailspin. Is that with Blue? Yeah. yeah. And the two little bears? Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Not yeah. Gummy Bears. Yeah. Man, I don't know if I'm going to have to Google the, that. I really do Disney, think something like that. The and Disney then, um, afternoon cartoons Tales. And Duck then Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Yep. Dude, Darkwing that was Duck a was solid. So two Darkwing hour Duck plot. had yes. Megavolt, which was the coolest villain. And uh, I still have on my desk at home. I should have brought him. I should have brought all my little nineties yeah. trinkets. I have a I have a Megavolt uh, figure oh. from when I was God. I love Darkwing six, Duck. Six, seven years old. He always had like some catchphrase, like like a something in the night and then he would say something and i just remember it was always like it was he was like the michael scott of cartoons <laughs> dude so it was gummy bears adventures of the gummy bears oh yeah see i was thinking uh, yeah tailspin, tailspin all the way so. yeah they lived in a tree and there's like a papa bear and a whole clan of them to be honest yeah. with you no i've never seen that 
That's like uh, for and maybe me, it's a Sacramento special. Maybe? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, was, I watched uh, that. Was one of those yeah. cartoons that like ran for one season. Nobody mm-hmm. remembers it, but for those who watched it, it's gold. I didn't watch amazing. it, but I, I remember that. seeing it a little bit. Yeah, it was based off of like a some B movie. Um, oh Attack yeah, of for the sure. Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. But so the cartoon was. was amazing. Two of the other ones that I liked were we had Street Sharks, Street Sharks, and we had Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, I didn't watch. And that when one. I was in <laughs> elementary school. Uh, there was like this, there was two groups. It was like, are you, are you into the street sharks or are you into the biker mice from Mars? And I liked them both, but I actually are had figures of the biker mice. I had the toys, so I had to take their side. They were just mice that rode motorcycles and had like alien antennas sticking oh, yeah. out from so their I heads. I thought it was street sharks versus uh, uh, toads, battle toads. Battle, oh, battle toads. toads, yeah. That was a fun game, too. I, I was going to say, I remember the game. I don't remember watching the show as much. Did you ever? Yeah, me, me neither. Did you ever play Earthworm Jim? Oh, oh, Ooh, yes, of yes. course. Sega Genesis 1 and game? 2. Why was that game so fun? It's Earthworm so Jim 2 has one of the best levels of any game ever still to this day, and it's where you get up an old grandma lift, yes. and there's falling yes. grandmas, and you have to adjust your speed, slow down, or speed up to avoid the the, the grandma's oh. landing on your lap and hitting you with their purse. <laughs> and it takes you all the way back down the stairs. Oh, jeez. So you have to, oh, it's Dude, I remember ridiculous. that. I, I didn't even have Earthworm Jim, but I remember that level. I had an Earthworm Jim uh, action figure as well, and it came with snot, you know, that lived in his backpack. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I got it for Christmas one morning. It was sitting right outside my... Um, pineapple? Right next to my pineapple. Uh, yeah, next to the... Um, so my family and our... In our, in our family, we have a tradition. Uh, so we always get a pineapple and a box of Pop Tarts for our right next to our our Christmas stockings. It's, it's the, the strangest. I don't know where the tradition. I think it comes on my dad's side, but uh, yeah, I don't know what that's all about. But it's it's Christmas morning, from since I can imagine. And my wife learned of the tradition, and she still. I mean, it's a good wife. Yeah, That's she awesome. she still presents those Christmas morning, even though she rolls her eyes at it and thinks it's just, the, <laughs> just it, so bizarre. It's so and, bizarre. And, but but it, it's yeah, awesome. that '90s Christmases were awesome. We we already talked about some great '90s Christmas music. Oh yeah. I mean, it just the, the whole decade wow, is so nostalgic for me. No, well Andy we Grant, yeah, Stephen Darren, Curtis Chapman, we Sandy have, Patty. We didn't even no, talk about the Crash Test Dummies. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and they're re- reuniting just for the mmm song. Uh, just for that. That's all they're playing. It's a <laughs> one-song concert. You know who I really enjoyed were uh, the presidents of the United States of America. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Peaches, yeah. lots of good songs there. Yep. Uh, they actually do a lot of work with Sir Mix-a-Lot, another 90s guy. I like that. Who am I going? Oh. Um, what about, uh, didn't Mbop come out in the 90s? Yeah, yeah probably. We were, I had we that. We were very into 90s. the mmms. Uh, during that decade, <laughs> it's the decade of things mm. that make you go. Mm. And uh, good <laughs> Campbell's. Yep. Campbell's uh, soup had that classic Christmas '90s Christmas commercial where the snowman comes in, starts eating the Campbell oh. soup, melts away, and it's a Kid. little boy. Yeah, you remember right. that one? Mm-hmm. I remember uh, both shows and video games. All-time great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I still like. I get so frustrated watching all the new like steroidal or super serious Ninja Turtles because yeah. I'm like my kids need to experience the greatness of Ninja Turtles 
April in some weird yellow jumpsuit thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Casey, standard uh, reporter outfit. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, Casey Jones, yeah, the Splinter, all that stuff. Splinter, uh, Shredder, Shredder. I mean, Splinter. That was, that was I have a Shredder baseball card. <laughs> I think you mentioned you had some some cart or comic book cards. The comic book cards. I had yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's how I cards. actually know of like uh, Cable and. Yes. Some of these other gosh, I can't think of one. Some of these other guys, I learned of them first collecting cards, watching the X Men cartoons on the morning as well. Yeah, but collecting show. cards, I would read about them and you know have their cards and read about their abilities and stuff like that. Yeah, the uh, the superhero cartoons were top of their game. Off, off the hook. I, I mean, X Men. They didn't take it themselves too serious. No, they did though. They, d- I was gonna say, but they did. The like X Men and Spider Man ones, at least, and Batman the Animated yes. Series. They were. Oh, they I don't were remember stri- Spider Man from the comic books. Spider Man was no, incredible. not the cartoon, but I remember watching Batman. Bro, when was that on? It was on like at ten in the morning. I was gonna say it was on mm. within the block of superhero com- was, uh, cartoons. Be- from what I remember, it was before X Men, because I usually got kicked out of the house before X Men came on. See, that's what I was gonna say. Like, Maybe time I got go outside. Out by then. Yeah. Do something outside. <laughs> yeah, go mow the lawn. It could have been something like that. Go climb that jump, tree in the front yeah, yard. Right. The Can't watch Spider Man. I don't know. Yeah. I would. I would record Spider Man on VHS. Yes. So I could watch it in case I got kicked out of the house. Until my parents, my dad started like. You know how like your your dad would always have that ability to walk in on the absolute worst moment of any show or movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, that just absolutely. was my dad. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and what's so awesome is I totally do that to my kids now. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I he like walked in and it was like some super serious dramatic probably love triangle thing because there's all that kind of stuff going on with Spider Man naturally. And he was like. We're not watching this anymore. <laughs> I had to go figure out something That's else awesome. to do with my life. You know what I remember? I was uh, watching Tales from the Crypt oh, when yeah. I was a kid. I was not allowed to. My, I, I think my dad would let my brother and I watch it, or we would just watch it on our I, You know, different memories of that, but definitely watching Tales from the Crypt. Um, yeah, spooky. Yeah, yeah, I was not I was, allowed to watch that. I, wasn't no, allowed to I mean, watch that was HBO. Sure. That was pretty heavy. Was it, it was, always HBO? It, well, it, HBO like it was... aired the episode, and then uh, Fox picked up, oh, yeah, but yeah. it was an edited version oh, on yeah. Fox. So the it's kind of funny because I, think the I intro have scared me on that show. The intro, definitely. yeah, that's definitely. a yeah. Like that, I had, put me I had, cushions I on had the dreams couch. about that intro, and and it was yeah, it was terrifying. But um, the HBO ones were. I mean, I, I have the seasons no, I don't know about on, uh, you know, at home, yeah. and they're the HBO versions, oh, wow. and they are lewd and crude and nude, and yeah, it's like, whoa, I, <laughs> I don't remember seeing these ones as a kid, but right. so I, we must have seen the Fox syndicated ones or yeah. whatever that were edited up for, for network. I do want to say that the 90s was prime MTV time as well. well before we get to MTV, though. We have to talk Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, we okay. do. Yeah, While we're on the cartoon. Yeah, that's uh, true. The cartoon and Saturday morning because Animaniacs and particularly Pinky and the Brain. Again, going back to like my dad because you're always fearful that your parents are going to shut down whatever cartoon you were watching. And he loved like the smartness of, of the Animaniacs and particularly Pinky and the Brain. And the Steven Spielberg really? uh, produced... Uh, cleverness oh, of the jokes because there were jokes that 
we're going completely over my yeah. 12-year-old yeah. brain. Hello, nurse. Yeah, and uh, and things <laughs> that like the they picked yeah. up from their their culture and their background. And I still have like Pinky and the Brain's first season on DVD. That's um, awesome. My wife thinks I'm insane for liking it. She thinks it's boring. Well, but, I think uh, it's boring. Yeah, she she, she loves was... Jim Carrey movies, and she doesn't like. Uh, yeah, I don't I know. That's a different, wow. just, just a different. different note okay, for that's it. fine. Yeah, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, those were them Tiny Toons Muppet yeah. Babies. Anybody watch Muppet Babies? I remember it vaguely. I don't think I watched it as heavily as as some of these others. I don't know if that was a '90s thing or a late '80s. But Muppet Babies. I remember it being on, a, but it could have been reruns. That know. was a weekday morning. No, know, yeah, I know about this, but I know I never saw it. So what I liked about Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, yes, Tiny uh, Toons. Ren and Stimpy, these were like cartoons that, to me, as a little kid, I thought poop and farts and boogers and all that <laughs> stuff was hilarious, naturally, still do. And, <laughs> and these were like that you know but like i don't know there was this weird thing in the 90s that had just this bizarre kind of gross out humor it was just kind of like almost a part of every little at least in that like every of, show yeah i mean because you even had like uh, so you have the old old school tex avery cartoons and stuff clear back when and then they did a revival of like tex avery and you realize that a lot of the you know animaniacs and ren and simpy were just basically like homage to the Tex Avery stuff just done far more aggressively I would say there was an episode of Ren and Stimpy I remember where he gives birth to a fart and it's just this like floating cloud and he just treats it like a baby and he pushes it in a little carriage and he carries it like a baby it's it's just so bonkers and it's so it's just some of the best uh memories I have of watching television as a kid so Oh, oh geez. geez. If my kids were watching that today, I'd probably say, no, you don't need to watch that. That's really stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, there's it's nothing like, beneficial in this for you. It's like when they watch Captain <laughs> right, Underpants. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah. oh, no, that's, a, that's over know, the line. You know a guy I liked in Ren and Snippy? I think it was Ren and Snippy. was um, like super, like Mr. Toast Man. Yeah, yeah he was the, the oh, what was his Captain name? Toast Man? Captain, yeah, he was a piece of toast that he was, was a, this superhero. He was a burnt piece of toast yeah. that was a superhero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that guy, man. That was a good one. He, whenever he came in, I was just always perked up, man. I like that part. So, but you were about to talk uh, MTV. Oh, MTV, man. That was a huge role for me. I actually remember watching the Meatloaf music video for I Would Do Anything for I Love, but I Would Not, not Do That before going to school as a kid, right? <laughs> yeah. So MTV played a huge role in my life. I, actually, I remember Michael Jackson's premiere video for Man in the Mirror. Um, oh, yeah. It was just different. Like music television was different. And then it started changing in the late 90s with all the reality shows coming into it. I was a huge fan of Real World early on. And then um, TRL, when Total Request Live came out with Carson Daly, that was on regular viewing for me. And then it like all changed to where all of a sudden, without, without you even realizing it, there was only videos on for like three hours out of the day. Then it went to two. And then it went to one. And then they created MTV2. And oh, yeah, which was supposed to be for just the music. Just the music. For that time, that's probably on like MTV4 now or something. Right. And it was just this great thing where it was like counterculture when it came out. And even for probably its first 15 years, it was. Beavis and Butthead. 
Yeah. Nineties. I used to watch that on the low key because I wasn't allowed to. Right. What was that? So I used to watch that. The one with the super serious girl. Uh, D- uh, Daria. Daria. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Daria. Spin off of. But then you know they had MTV News, which Kurt Loder was always Loder. like the serious, uh, serious anchor guy for that. I remember that uh, all the Republicans were like super stodgy old guys who all, always like would trash MTV, and the Democrats were like going on TV, uh, MTV to to get votes, and so yeah, I mean, Bill, so Bill Clinton, Clinton was, was on like, there answering a question about boxers and briefs. Yeah, and you can laugh at that all you want, and playing the saxophone, and playing a saxophone on there, and then going on our senior hall and playing a saxophone. But the point is, is that they were at least smart enough to realize, like, this is where the youth is. You yeah. know. We're going to go over here and get the boats. Regardless, um, man, MTV was fantastic. And then they started releasing the Unplugged stuff. Right. And I was all over that Unplugged stuff. That Nirvana Unplugged is probably one of my favorite man. albums. Uh, my brother loves the, um, not the Stone Temple Pilots. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. I was going to say, Unplugged. Alice in Chains is one of my, uh, their Unplugged album. He loves Alice in Chains anyways. Really, really good. But that Unplugged one is one of his favorites. Right. The Jay-Z one that they did, this is actually in the 2000s. But Jay Z did one when they kind of brought it back, dude. That was that's real good. Jay Z does one maybe early two thousands, something like that. We only had cable uh, off and on growing up. Uh, we had some. Uh, my uncle lived with us for a little while, and he and so he got cable, and so we'd watch some stuff. But then later on, we wouldn't have it, and then you know later on, well, we'll we'll sign up for a year. But uh, so my my memories and stuff with MTV and some of that aren't as as strong just off and on but then maybe going over to my grandparents we'd catch beavis and butthead and things like that when like you said we weren't supposed to but uh oh yeah you're never allowed to watch beavis and butthead oh yeah no no i don't think i still am i don't i have them on dvd and i don't think my wife probably would (laughs) i think like you're saying what are you watching this for (laughs) i think if i watched it now it would be with my wife not around and my (laughs) my response would just be And then I would I would clear my I clear my browser history afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, one last thing before we uh, before we wrap this thing up. Yeah, we have to talk about one of the all time great movies. Period. But it came out in the nineties. The one and the only, Space Jam. Ooh, Space Jam! Welcome to the Space Jam. Mm. Here's your chance. Do your dance. That was that it's a great soundtrack. With with Creed may have been my like first or second secular uh album I believe I can fly. oh yeah so oh, yeah. jay-z Dude, that jay-z produced day. that did he really that yeah. doesn't surprise me yeah jiggas fingerprints are all over him and so you have space jam which is an amazing movie love that i own it i couldn't I, find it you as couldn't do rent I. it and so i'm like i don't care how much it costs i'm buying that thing off amazon it's good so i bought it yeah and lo and behold they finally finally announced finally space jam 2 I'm very excited about Me this. Me too. I saw some hate going on on Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler, the man behind Black Panther, yeah. is producing this. Yeah, no, I saw some no, hate, but I don't. Directing. I don't understand that. No, it's uh, he's produ- Nance or something like that. Nance, yeah. T. Nance. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he's producing. All right, it, but he's, yeah. yeah, he's gonna be involved. Coogs is on it. I saw a lot of hate, but I don't understand. Nah, that. fool's just too serious. That, out that's there. just hate culture. Like, listen, I, do I think we need another Space Jam movie? No, I don't think we need another Space Jam movie. Will it live up to the first? No, probably not. Space, but it'll, but it'll be fun. Space Jam Let's Two isn't for it. the movie we need. It's the movie we deserve. It's the movie right. we deserve. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> well, I'm looking forward to like taking my my boy to see it. Like, yeah, it's yes. gonna be like Bugs Bunny 
you know, it's you might have possibly to one of the bunny actually. Well, that's true. <laughs> I might have to, but you know what? I I think I texted this to you guys. I said this might be one of the smarter moves Warner Brothers is making lately. <laughs> <laughs> they own all the properties. I know it's being produced by LeBron's company, but obviously there's rights that they're they're you know letting them have Warner Brothers and all that. But uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. I remember. Oh, we've got pictures of me wearing a Space Jam uh, sweatshirt and some Jinkos, just chilling out, being all '90s. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, that's uh, so that's coming out soon. So anyway, wow, this is a special extended special extended cut edition because it's the '90s and people did weird things in the '90s. So hit us up on uh, on Twitter um, at the Hero Ball Pod. Uh, leave us a or, or go on go on iTunes. Leave us a an, a five star review. Tell us what you think about us. We don't want your two stars. No. No. Five stars only. Even if you hate it. Even if you hate it. <laughs> five Which is star. Probably, I probably am going to guarantee that we just get a two star review <laughs> by saying that. But um, anyway, hit us up with a review. Uh, but but definitely come on. Get on Twitter with us at the Hero Ball Pod, and uh, let us know your favorite things about the nineties. Uh, let us know what you think about Jimmy Butler. Um, let us know Captain Marvel imp- impressions. If you want to be in on our uh, fantasy basketball league, uh, DM us. We'll uh, we'll hit you up with the details on that. And uh, till next time, keep chucking. <laughs>